Hey, are we going to talk about WandaVision? Was that a thing? Yeah, yeah. This is a first. This is a first. We are going to talk about a television series. And within a relative time period of when this TV show had ended, unlike yeah. Daredevil, which is yeah. what, two years, two years removed now? I think it might be going on three. Yeah. Yeah, we'd be going about three because Punisher and Jessica Jones happened after that. And then that's yeah. right. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, Daredevil's the only one that I've rewatched. The other ones I have not. I haven't rewatched any of them, but Daredevil oh, first. Uh, Defenders. Defenders I have rewatched as it well. It kind of fits in with the Daredevil, though, right? That's the only you reason. The full, That's the full literally the you only it. reason. It's got to be. I can see myself rewatching uh, Jessica Jones season one. Same. Not two. Oh, man. Definitely not two. Not two. Although I can see myself rewatching three because I did really like how it ended. I still haven't watched three. Yeah, I know you're a loser. Once, once they kind of once once they canceled everything, I was just like, I've kind of lost interest. It's funny I called you a loser for not watching uh, season three. What season have I not finished in Stranger Things? Season three. Oh, I've only watched like five minutes of the first episode. What? And that was such a good episode. It's all right. Okay, I don't. I don't know why I keep putting it off. At this stage, I'm gonna have to just watch it, get it over with. Yeah, well, enjoy it. One day, it's like the the fourth season's got to be coming out soon. Oh wait, never mind. COVID, never mind. There is no time yeah, for it I now. I think it got pushed back. It would definitely have had to have been pushed back. Um, I, think it, I think it was. It might still be this fall. I, it's it's later in the year though. I think it's Halloween this year. It's coming out. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. if I remember correctly, that's only a five season run, and then that's it. Like they've planned a finite story for this if i remember correctly yeah yeah they did the first with an ending and if it was successful they had a plan for five that's right that's right that's right what what were we talking about were we talking about wandavision yeah, whoa about let's, WandaVision. let's we stay that on track off. here we let's that stay on track off. here let's talk about wandavision let's talk about um, one division, and this is awesome because we do all the MCU movies, and this is basically a seven-hour MCU movie. So, yep, yeah, yep, and, and and because Black Widow got pushed, this is the official kickoff of Phase Four. And you know what? If you want to, call it that. yeah, I'm actually having watched this TV show because uh, I wasn't sure what to expect, and especially if we're using TV shows in lieu of movies, which is funny how it worked out perfectly because of COVID. At yeah. the time, prior to COVID, it was just like, It was what? like, come on. Stupid. Yeah, it was like, are you kidding? This is yeah. so dumb. And I wish I didn't have that thought process because even if COVID didn't happen, this still would have been an amazing show. So it's yeah. like, like, oh, okay, fuck. So now, uh, like, I was more pumped for uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier over WandaVision, but I was intrigued by WandaVision because the concept was really kind of cool. Um, and uh, and I had a feeling like with the Falcon and Winter Soldier, that was going to be more of a Marvel style anyway. Yes, yeah. Uh, but having seen WandaVision and WandaVision being as good as it is, uh, or as it was, I guess. Yeah. 
makes me even more excited for the Winter Soldier, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But also, if this is what they did with WandaVision, now I'm really intrigued to see what they do with the Loki TV show. Me too. Like when, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I kind of have like, I think it's going to be playing pretty close to Winter, like the movie Winter Soldier. Like I think I feel, bad. I feel like it's a seven hour uh, buddy comedy. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if it's going to be, it'll have some of that suspenseful uh, espionage feel to it. But it's yeah. not going to be as pronounced in, in Winter Soldier. No. I don't think so at all. I think it's going to be more of a buddy comedy, and it yeah. should be. It yeah, should it, be. It's going to be the Tango and Cash of the Marvel Universe. Ooh, nice, nice. I thought you were going to say yeah. Rush Hour, but that's only because I just almost finished Rush Hour last night. I, I for some reason I'm like, I'm going to watch Rush Hour. It's a great movie to watch. I actually haven't watched that trilogy in a long time. Actually, I shouldn't say for some reason. I've been on kind of a Jackie Chan chick. Uh, kick lately where i've been trying to watch a lot of his older movies stuff that i haven't seen all the way through like police mm -hmm. story for instance mm -hmm. so i've actually watched it all the way through twice now but the first time around i think i was uh, not really paying attention because I, I i saw more of this time around but uh i watched another one uh city hunter which is based off uh, a japanese manga and okay. cartoon and or anime and stuff like that eh. You know, yeah, that one wasn't that great, but the fight scenes are pretty cool for the most part. What's the thing? And then like, I was like, you know of, what? A lot of his movies aren't that great, but all of them have great fight scenes and and like choreography and stunts and yeah, always. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I was like, you know what? Let's watch Rush Hour. You know? Yeah. Why not? My favorites are still Rumble in the Bronx and First Strike. Love those ones. Oh yeah, Rumble in the Bronx, First Strike. Oh yeah, so good, so good. I actually, uh, it's funny that you mentioned Rumble in the Bronx because while I was watching uh, Rush Hour, I downloaded Rumble in the Bronx because couldn't find it on a streaming service. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just accidentally own it for free. <laughs> you tried, right? You, know, you were like, I wanted to be good. I about did. It. I wanted. I did. I, I looked on. Citizen. I looked on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, I looked on Netflix. I didn't look on Disney Plus, but for some reason, I didn't think there would be any on there. But I will check it out now that I think about it. Hey, man, that Star app on Disney Plus. Wow. Metro's on there. I know. I literally went through the list of movies <laughs> and I'm like exclaiming out loud. Like I'm like, yeah, Metro. Yeah. And then I was like, I added Alien. so many. I added so many. Beyond Enemy Line. Like that was another one where I was like, oh, man. Yeah. And like, uh, they actually have like a, a horror section yeah. on the Disney Plus app. I was like, this is fucking the, surreal. The Hills Have Eyes is on Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, I'll never watch that movie. No. Never. Yeah, no, it's really good, but then one scene just makes it go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I didn't. I think I watched. I actually know. I the last half hour when uh, the dude with the glasses mm. fucking snaps and goes into hero mode. Yeah, well, I mean... And I remember you told me that, and you were like, yeah, that was like right after this horrible, horrible, horrible scene that I'm not even going to describe because it was so horrible, and I was just yeah. like... I was like, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I missed that. And you're like, no, you are, because it's... Yeah. Like, that's one of those things where I feel like... It's awesome. Yeah, like, because I, I feel like that scene's one of those scenes where you're like didn't need to see this and your brain is literally saying yeah we're fucked now 
I mean, there's three things that I absolutely despise. Like, like I love horror, but I can't do animals being killed and tortured. I can't do cannibalism. Hold on, hold on. So you you glitched out. You glitched out. So okay, I, I okay. Don't, uh... so like I love horror. I can't do animals being tortured or killed. No, me neither. I, if I me see neither. that in a movie, I'm turned off immediately. Like turn it off. I'm done. Doesn't matter how I great can't... we're for that. No. Um, cannibalism. I hate cannibalism in movies. Don't like it. Um. Well, that one I don't mind because like you can take yourself out of it. You can kind of just go, yeah, but it's not really real. Yeah, but I, I still I can't can't do it. And um, rape. To me. Yeah, rape, no, rape I can't. Like, never, that's, ever, oh. ever, ever need to be shown in anything. You can have a guy walk into a room with a girl tied up and close the door, and you know everything that's going to happen without having to be shown it. I mean, I agree. That's one of those ones where you can you can infer, you can tell me. Yeah. I don't need to be shown it. I really don't need to be shown it. Instant, and even if it's yeah. not even like that graphic because that's another one too i find certain movies tend to be a little bit more graphic in that regard and it's just like it oh like man. I, i'm not watching oh, like good. even in a horror movie i'm not watching a horror movie to be like completely like unsettled yeah which is exactly. ironic to say that like i'm looking to be like scared i'm looking to be like on the edge of my seat that kind of thing you know i'm, I'm looking to be a little bit horrified and terrified but i'm not looking to be like like physically disgusted and that's yeah. probably another reason why I'm not a big fan of gore movies either. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's like so bad it's fun, like it's good type of thing. I mean, some gore is like, you know, like the Evil Dead remake is one of the bloodiest I was just gonna movies say, of all time. And I think it's so fun. I love that movie. Which I haven't seen, but I was going to say, like, I was going to reference the Evil Dead as a particularly gory movie, but I have yeah. no issues with it. Yeah, Evil Dead's gory. E Evil Dead remake. Yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Sure Wait. Blood of all time. I think uh, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, it's a WandaVision. <laughs> oh, is that what we were talking about? Yeah. yeah. We always get back. All right. Um, so this one I did a little bit differently, just because it's a TV show, right? So mm -hmm. uh, I only included the the creator, like series creator. Yeah. And then just. Uh, a bunch of the uh, major stars. Yeah. Although I couldn't, I could have probably if I did more digging, but I didn't get the kids' names for some reason. They were it's a little bit more difficult to find on Wikipedia, so I didn't go to IMDb. I just kind of oh. left it. But uh, oh. but yeah. Other than that, uh, so the it was created by Jack Schaefer. I'm not sure how to pronounce her name. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it stars Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff yep. or the Scarlet Witch, depending on what you want to call her. Uh, it also stars Paul Bettany as Vision. I don't know. This is kind of a shocker. Mm -hmm. Catherine Hahn in a, uh, I don't want to say career-making role because she's had a great career up until this point. But I think this is a, this could lead to a lot of really good things for her. And it yeah. should. Because she's this, amazing. This is like she's been amazing for years. Like one of those. I was gonna say, amazing underrated actor. Everything she's in is just like she's always so great. But with I remember the first people, time I saw her, um, and I, I instantly fell in love with her. I, was it? Uh, what the hell was it? 
she was in this rom-com movie and I think it was something about like her pillow stopped smelling of the, her ex-boyfriend and they got back together. But the, I recognized her when I saw her in Step Brothers and her character in Step Brothers, I was like, oh my God, I got to watch her in everything. Yeah. She's so like, good. She's so fucking funny. Anyway, so uh, I, she's I so love, great. Uh, I, so I, she's I love, Agatha, Agatha Harkness. Yeah. But like, I love how many people are watching this and getting to see her now. You know, like, yeah, this is the biggest spotlight on her ever. So now everybody's going to go, wow. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, we've right. got <laughs> Tiana Paris as Monica Rambeau. Yep. Or possibly Spectrum. I know they didn't call her that. But yeah, that I, wonder was... name, I wonder what name she'll go by because she was also Photon, right? In the comics. Uh, and she was also Captain Marvel. For a bit, yeah. Which I yeah. mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she gets the torch like like Falcon down the road. That I I'd be okay with that. I'd be all right with that. Except that um, I don't know if we should talk about legacy for every character though. Because mm. even Falcon or even uh, Anthony Mackie was saying like, you know, it's not just that he has the Captain Shield. It's you know he may or may not actually be Captain America by the end of the series season or series. I guess I should say. So they're they're teasing that one, right? Right, right. Um, but yeah, he's if he isn't Captain America, it's gonna be one of those like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. And it'd be interesting to see what uh, the MCU's take on uh, Falcap's costume would be. I, I imagine pretty close to what he already has, just with different color schemes. Well, I mean, that's what it was in the comic books. It was basically uh, Falcon's costume with the Falcon, but it was predominantly white because he was a uh, his costume was predominantly white with red, right? So this yeah. was just a matter of fitting in blue with the red and white scheme. Uh, I'm not really a fan of Falcon's costumes in the comic books. Uh, his ultimate costume, I thought, was the better one. So when that permeated the MCU, I was like, oh, okay, that's yeah. that actually makes more sense. So I, but what I mean, I, I guess it's like, is it really going to be more of a cross between the MCU Caps costume and Falcon? So there'll be more emphasis on the blue instead of the white, because there's no emphasis on white in Falcon's costumes in the MCU. Yeah, it's possible. It's it's interesting, but I mean, after seeing U.S. Agents costume, I'm like, uh, you know what? It's going to be pretty good. Or even uh, uh, Baron Zemo. Oh, Zemo looks awesome. So I mean, it, it's like. You know what? It's it's probably going to be pretty cool. Like I don't think there's a an MCU costume that I don't like. Now that I think about it, no, I think the worst one has probably been uh, Cap's Avengers costume. And even then, it's actually not that, that, bad. that bad. It wasn't that bad, but I think that probably would be the worst one. Uh, you know, I would have to agree. It's probably the worst one, and it's just because everything else has gotten so much better. Because when I saw Cap's costume in, in Avengers, I was like, "That's awesome! It makes perfect sense." Yeah. You know. Yeah. But then you see Cap's costume in Age of Ultron and you're like, that's better. That's way yeah. better. And then and then Endgame, and you're just like And then Endgame, you're like, why didn't we get this the whole time? Is it the best we, <laughs> we should have had this the whole time. We should have had the Winter Soldier stealth suit. Yeah. And then after that, it should have been the endgame costume all the way through. But whatever. Through. Whatever. 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 Yeah. Getting back to uh to this. So we have uh Monica Rambo is also the captain of Sword, but she's grounded, so yeah. And we've got uh, Randall Park as Jimmy Wu. Yeah, Randall was great. Great character, great character. One great of my character. favorite. 
and another he's like Catherine Hahn. I, I love him and everything he ever does. Yeah, so do I. So do I. But I, what yeah. I one of my favorite lines is, and it's a meme now where it's just like he's like, that is an oversimplification of the events, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> and when he popped that out, I'm like, that's golden. Why haven't we heard a line like that before? Because it's literally and he the way he looks too, he's just like, Yeah, okay, but <laughs> so that was great. Um we get the return of Kat Dennings as Darcy Lewis. Yeah. Which I was, I was happy. Pumped to see that. I, I was, was like, oh my God. So this happy so when awesome. they showed her. I was like, yes. Um, we get uh, Josh Stamberg as Tyler Hayward. Mm-hmm. And this one was the shocker for me. And I'm glad they kept this a secret. Evan Peters as Ralph Boner or Fietro, which I loved that she came up with that line. Pietro. <laughs> yeah. It's a Pietro. Fake Pietro put together Pietro. I was like, that's genius. That is genius. So uh, do you want to start off with your likes or what? I mean, you know what? I'm going to give you the first one because I kind of went off on Catherine Hahn there. Okay. All right. So the was, first that one. That was literally my first one. So. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So my first like is the concept as a whole. Um, so like knowing that this was kind of set in the 1950s, like a TV show style, I was immediately intrigued and I was like, Oh, okay. Excuse me. And it kind of brought up the, uh, the vision series uh, that Tom King was writing. Right. Right. Yeah. So I was like, okay, all right. Cause like you got to see Paul Bettany's vision in the V-neck sweater and, you know, smoking a pipe type of thing. So you're like, okay, all right, this is kind of intriguing. So then when you watch the first episode, and you're like, what is going on, right? And you realize, like, the Hex has taken over Westview. Or, well, Wanda has taken over Westview with the Hex. And inside, everyone is enacting this 1950s sitcom of her design. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. And so that concept as a whole was really cool, great. Really but then cool. when you watch... The, but I Sorry, also, I like I like the way they did it too. Like it was slowly paced out. You know, like you get you start to get a little bit more and more like the colored camera that she finds in the bush, or, or yep. someone talking to her on the radio. Like little exactly things going these like, little things. Like, um, yeah. Actually, it's funny that you mentioned that because that ties into my second like. Okay. But uh, continuing with my first like is <laughs> like the revelation that her uh, TV watching was a form of escapism for her. So in order for her not to deal with the fucking shit show that her life was as a kid, she'd watch TV shows. Mm-hmm. And then that in a, in effect was how she dealt with the massive trauma of, you know, having to kill vision, right. Yep. Then having to watch his vision was brought back to life only to be killed in front of her. So what she did was useless or pointless, I should say. And then in effect, part of the reason the the snapping happened is because of her, or at least that's what she says. Like she feels like it's her. So those are like three big, heavy, fucking massive traumas to deal with on top of the fact that she lost her brother. She lost her parents. Yep. 
and and all of that too so leading up to this it was just like whoa like it was crazy 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 and, and i loved it i thought like the concept when you watch it as a whole you're like this is incredible like it was crazy how good it was yeah and that concept is bonkers enough that it could have flopped hard that concept i'm pretty sure that i'm pretty sure the concept came from the title i think they came up with the title wandavision and then worked a concept around it it was like but even still even still it, it's a crazy concept it's it's a make or break concept because but it's, it's so magic based right and then and up to this point like i kind of tie into my first one here right now yep up to this point we've only had little bits of time with both one and vision like a little bit in mm-hmm. drawn a little bit in Civil that's War, right or a little bit in, in the avengers movies you know? and i'll say this really quickly too um this is the first time that we've ever actually uh, thought of as Wanda as an actual magic based character. Right. Because we were told that she got her powers because of the infinity stone. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, and that's a retcon that I thought was really awesome too, that they, that they did that. Yeah. Cause like even the little bits of retcons and the way they tied the story into the other ultimate, uh, the, the larger MCU was really good, but, but yeah, this is the first time that they actually sat there and said, this is a fucking magic story. Yeah. And, and this is why. I, I, I like, I always love them. Like, okay. So my first like here is I love the fact that we got to spend seven whole hours with both one and vision because not only are they fantastic characters, both in the comics, but especially in the MCU, but the yep. chemistry between Elizabeth and Paul is incredible. And it's off the charts to see it. As a whole, like every time they had little bits and pieces in Civil War and, and Infinity War, and like I always wanted more, right? And we never got it because it's such a huge scale in those movies, right? So exactly. To bring everything down, so make it more intimate with just the two of them, especially for the first three or four episodes. I loved it. I loved it. I love seeing them bounce oh, off each other. It's so so good together. So good. So good. Yeah. So. Um. Visually, it's a gorgeous show. Yes. Like, like, honestly, as a whole, like, from the black and white 50s start, right up the crazy freaking spectacle thing at the end there. I was actually surprised with how much money was pumped into the show. I didn't expect it to look this good. They must have threw, like, a movie-sized budget at it. I mean, they would have to. It's still still got big stars. It's still the special effects hold up with the movies. Oh yeah, but that's what I mean. Like that's part of it too. Is because uh, even though this is a a, a DC or a Disney backed uh, TV show through their streaming service, I thought that this was going to be in line with uh, the previous TV shows. So right. you know, like Daredevil or like Arrow or you know what I mean, or even the Flash. We'll use Flash and Supergirl as like higher budget shows with more special effects. So while those are really well done, they're confined to the TV show's budgets, right? So I was looking at it like that. Like, that's what I was expecting. I didn't yeah. expect uh, a, a movie-style budget, and I didn't look to find out budgets or anything like I, that. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be I surprised if we're looking at about, I would say, maybe 50 mil, if not higher, for this. Uh, yeah, I'd say probably. But I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say much higher, though. I would say 75 mil tops. Yeah, maybe. 
because really there's no like huge visual effects needed until like episode five or so. No, and I mean some of it, like the hex, uh, that didn't have to look anything better than it looked, right? Like yeah. they just had to make it look different and have like hex style power. Like uh, the coloring had to look like Scarlet Witch's hex abilities, yeah. right? Yeah. But that's it. That's that really it. all they had to do. Everything yeah. else, you know, there's ways to shoot around and stuff like that. You know what I but really love? Fight scene, like the epic fight scene at the end, or fight scenes, I should say. Well, both of them, right? Like that was all of them, all of them. Even with the kids when they're taking out the the uh, other agents, and then of course uh, visions, the visions, and then uh, the witches. Like all of it looked really well done. So yeah, kudos. kudos. And I, and but I, if I it's love, higher than seventy five mil, I'll be surprised. Yeah, I absolutely loved how how everything, all the objects when she was walking around. Or flip in between decades, you know. Well, toward, well once a, it starts a car, getting cargo, fifty, sixty, seventy, like just like, like a blip, you know. Like yeah. that, was, that looked really cool. Like visually, I think this is probably, and this is saying a lot, probably one of the best looking things Marvel Studios has done yet, visually. Yeah, I will. I will agree with that assessment. I was going to argue like a bit, but. Yeah, it is. It is up there with one of the best looking ones out there. It's yes. so different from everything that's come before, right? Yes. Like so different. The and, and it's not just the visual effects too, like the makeup and costumes are insanely good in this. So good. Yes. Very good. Very, yeah. very good. So yes. So I, I will agree with that assessment. All right. Who's All that? right. So me, uh, you touched upon it, but the slow reveal of what was happening. Even in episode one, you knew something was off because you heard the voice on the radio, but it was quick and you were just like, oh, wait, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And then in episode two, like you said, the red uh, camera and, you know, we're still dealing with black and white. So then you see that one bit of color, you're like, oh, so it kept me coming back for more. And uh, I, I know that there was a complaint about, there's been some complaints about how it was released episodically and they wanted it to be all in one shot. I'm actually kind of glad they did that because it reminded me of a time when you actually were like, oh, I got to watch on Friday or I got to watch on Thursday. I got to black out my schedule because this show is crazy and I don't want to miss it. Right. You know what? I, I like it, but I also hate it because in this day and age, you can't do shit without being spoiled. Like I would be on sites not even remotely related to comics or movies and, and people would be throwing shit out. Yeah. See, that's that's what I was saying to you where uh, the. Uh, like Reddit is usually pretty good for not yeah. spoiling stuff. Uh, and also what culture, what culture they flat out will like, they'll have the tagline like, Oh, super secret guest star in the latest episode of WandaVision. And they show the silhouette of the character, but that's it. So the only way that you have to, you have to click on the link. And yeah. then even before that, they're like, Hey, this is a big fat giant warning spoilers below do not scroll any further if you don't want the spoiled yeah right? whereas well, certain sites now and I, i'll straight up say comic book resources they're a bunch of fucktards they're they're, they're terrible within hours within hour. not only are they terrible but they're also really really weirdly annoyingly clickbaity as well oh yeah they're so bad now they used to be like site and today today it was uh Check out the new Spider-Man costume in Spider-Man 3. Yeah. It's the exact same from Far From Home. I think it's just streamlined a little bit differently. Yeah. That's it. But uh, the, another one that's really bad is Newsarama. 
Yeah, Newsarama too. And like I actually be great. I I used to love Newsarama, and now I can't stand it. And I'm I'm actually like at a point where I'm like, why is this still on my bookmarks? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I just I I miss Wizard Magazine. I don't want to go on these websites anymore. <laughs> oh man, Wizard. <sighs> It's a shame that Wizard didn't just graduate to a website and then really? later an app. Yeah. Because, like, I would pay a subscription to a Wizard monthly on an app. Me I would too. totally pay for it. Me too. 100%. And I wouldn't hesitate because, like, I mean, Wizard was so much bang for your buck and it was so amazing. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. But, like I was saying, so, like, uh, just that slow reveal of what's going on. So like, it was a mystery person. I, I would say like, it was kind of a mystery because you knew that Wanda was doing this, but the mystery was, and you kind of knew why she was doing it. Cause you knew it was tied to vision, yeah, yeah. but it was, you had to find out the full on reason why, like it wasn't just vision. It was everything else leading up to that. Right. Yeah. And then of course, um, you know, there was the teasers that maybe someone else was behind this or pulling the strings. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, who could that be? And of course I know that Mephisto was a theory, which I'm glad it wasn't. Uh, but nightmare was a theory as well. And I was nightmare like, Oh, was. that would have been, that would have been kind of interesting. Um, you know, doom was a theory. I didn't realize doom was a theory. Doom. Wow. And, and she's got connections to doom in the comics. So that, What's the connections with Doom in the comics? Um, during uh, what what storyline was it? He brainwashed her. I think it was during Avengers. Oh, say he brainwashed her to, and, and got her to marry him or something. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's right. That's right. But I don't know if I would have liked Doom actually. Yeah, I, I want Doom to be tied to Fantastic Four. Like, I, 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 yeah, I, I want Doom to be tied to Fantastic Four, and I want Doom to be introduced in a fucking Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. I don't even want to see Victor Von Doom or Van Damme if they want to do that shit again. <laughs> I don't even want to see him in anything other than a like Fantastic Four movie. Reference him? Maybe I'll let that slide, depending on the reference. But that's it. It's got to be in a fantastic form. Okay, um, then they referenced Latveria, already? They might have. They might have referenced Latveria. Okay. Well, that's whatever. That's yeah. Or was it? Or was it that they were going to reference Latveria? Like Latveria was supposed to be the original uh, place. Oh, Slovakia. Yeah, so instead of uh, uh, Sokovia, instead of Sokovia, Sokovia, Sokovia it was supposed yeah. to be Latveria, yeah. but they couldn't because of the rights issues. Right. And now they could. Yeah, now they can. But either way, whatever. Uh, Doom needs a fucking big reveal. Yeah, huge. Hell, save Doom for the second Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but. Eventually, we're going to get to Galactus. I know we are. Well, we, yeah. We, yeah. Need, we, we need a ground-based big villain in between, and it's got to be Doom. Yeah, and Doom is one of those where, like, you could definitely have... He's definitely an Avengers-level threat. Oh, God, yeah. So, especially, especially if they have him tying into magic. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, but first... First... 
you have to introduce him. And you can touch upon the mystical stuff, just kind of as an aside, so that yeah. later when he comes back, it's like when Mark Wade did that, that was incredible. And that art by Ringo, Mike Ringo. Uh, rest in peace, Ringo. When he looked kind of insectoid in his armor, I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, like that just looks so Those cool. Issues like, are good. <laughs> and for an artist like Mark uh, Mike Wieringo, where he's typically that cartoony style, mm-hmm. so for him to do like a scary looking cartoony Doom, it was like, what the fuck is going on? It was crazy. It was intense. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so sidetracked. But yeah, real quick, just like I said, I liked how they teased that mystery, and then when you got it, it was like it was a satisfying like, oh wow, yeah. It wasn't one of those like. Uh, it was the cat all along and you're like, <laughs> fuck off or the rabbit. Sorry. I guess I should yeah. have said, <laughs> right. That egg. Of the what whole, do you got? That egg of the song is super catchy though. Oh my God. It was amazing. It was absolutely it was, amazing. In really fact, good. you know, what's funny is my next bunch of likes is mostly just characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I didn't even want to just group it all under one blanket setting as the characters. Cause I wanted to talk about each specific character give them their you due can, right there's not that many characters you could easily just touch on mm-hmm. right uh like right now i'm going to touch on monica her entire prologue after after being Hold introduced on. i'm sorry what'd you say monica i'm going to touch on monica okay. i'm going to touch upon her right after you're done because that's my next like so she she's in during the 50s and six, the 60s setting the 60s 70s setting but we don't know that's that's who she is. We just think it's a character in this world, right? Yeah, exactly. We find out it's Monica, and then I think episode episode four or five, four, or it might be five, right at the very start, where they show the blip, right? And and she's in the hospital, and she comes back, and everyone around her is coming back, and like, I oh like my we, god, we didn't really get that yet. You know, we didn't really get that yet. So to actually see no, it because from that perspective, everything we got prior to that. Was either like the the end game, yeah, uh, resnapping, yeah, or we got uh, far from home where it was played off for laughs, right? So we didn't get the actual serious like, like I mean, for fuck's sake, she's beside her mother on her mother's deathbed, who died lips, and then comes back and everyone's in disarray, and then their nurse goes, "No, your mother died like three years ago." Yeah, and she's like, "Wait, what?" Like. Holy shit. That whole prologue. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So first, like, it looked awesome. It was haunting. Like, that was just, Yeah. It was creepy. Like, yeah. And again, visually beautiful, but creepy as, as well. It reminded me of the opening scene of uh, of Endgame where Hawkeye is with his daughter. Yes. And exactly. they're and his kids and they're on the picnic. And then all of a sudden, like he looks away and then you stop hearing the birds chir- chirping and then his family's gone and you just see like bits of ash and you're just like floating away. Whoa, like that was a haunting way. And, and this brought that back. And I was like, wow, like chilling, actually. It was, I would say chilling. It, it, was. it was. It was such an incredible start. Um, yes. For, for her. And I was also amazed he killed her mother off in that fashion after introducing her in Captain Marvel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like that was crazy. Didn't see that coming. And uh but the other thing that I really like, we might as well just kind of back and forth on this one because it's the yeah. same. Yeah. Like, uh, the other thing I really liked was that 
she's a fully fleshed out character before we meet her. Yes. And then when we meet her, she's still that fully fleshed out character, but she's now, she's also dealing with her grief and her trauma, but she's dealing with it in a, a more healthy and constructive way because she's not, she hasn't had the life that, uh, that Wanda had. Right. Right. So when these two are playing off each other, especially after uh, Monica gets booted and then comes back in, what I found refreshing was that Monica's not looking at this like, we have to stop her, we have to put her down, we have to like fight, She's or, or control her, or whatever. She's just like, I, I just want to help you. Like, I just want to be your friend. I'm going through pain too. I know what it's like to lose somebody. And I didn't even get to say goodbye. I'm here to help you. And Wanda just can't deal with that at that time. So she sends her away again. And she's looking at her like she's an enemy. Which, to be fair, she is the captain of S.W.O.R.D. And S.W.O.R.D. has been not exactly really cool for Wanda. Which Which we see in later episodes. Yeah, I mean, like... um... You know. But but I also liked how uh, Monica was equal parts tough. Mm -hmm. But very much like like a woman it wasn't like a woman with masculine traits like she's a big tough i got uh wonder woman vibes from her yes yeah you know like it was was like like the sense of honor about her right there was a sense of honor but there was also like a, a bit of toughness to her a bit of an edge but there was also a softness to her like it was just a fully formed person and it wasn't just She's three components, and that's what makes her. You know, it was a multitude of things, and you got a taste of almost all of it. But it was enough for me to go, okay, I want to see more of that character. Mm-hmm. I I can't wait to see her when they reintroduce her in an Avengers movie. You yeah. know, yeah, especially if she has uh, her spectrum or photon costume that's going to probably look a lot close to what she wore, you know, like her uh, sword uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's in Captain Marvel, too. Right. Right. Yes, that she's, is correct. She's, and same with the, the kid playing Miss Marvel in the television series. She's also in Captain Marvel, too. Oh, I'm, I think I knew that. I think I knew that. And I just forgot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's still to touch on Monica, though. I love how she got her yeah. power from Chaos Magic, like breaking through the wall like that. And as she was doing scary. it, too. That's when I, I literally was like, that's how she gets her powers? And that's such a cool way of her getting her powers. Yeah, it, it, it was cool. Like, it looked cool. It sounded like you could hear Carol talking, too, which was neat, you know? Um, but then it also gave me, like, questions, okay? So she got her powers through going, going, going through, like, this chaos wall, if you want to call it that. Right. Right. Will it affect the people in Westview later down the road? Will that be the world's first mutants? To want to create mutants by doing this? I'm going to have to say no. Um, because while they were contained in the chaos magic, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And yes, Wanda was controlling uh, them with the chaos magic. Monica doesn't get her powers until she forces herself through the wall. Right. So none of those characters had any... They had the wall going in and, like, through them. Yeah, but I feel like that's... weird, right? Because when you're getting rid of the hex, you know, when, like, in its 
come, come imploding upon it itself, or I guess uh, in on uh, Wanda, essentially. Mm. I think that's different because she was allowing it to pass through them. Okay. So she was taking it all with them, with her. That's, that's how I interpret it as. I'm, she sent the chaos magic out yeah. and then brought it all back in, very much like the end fight scene with Agatha, you know, where she's yeah. just like, you want my magic? Take it. And then, boom, and, and then takes it all back. So I looked at it like that because then Agatha is weaker after that. Yeah. She has no power. As far as we know, she has no power after that. As far right? as we know, yeah. Whereas Monica wasn't part of that. She was already out of the hex and she'd already been changed. So I don't think Wanda could take it if she wanted to. And I don't know if Wanda even realizes how much of a change has gone through her just yet. Yeah, I don't know. I do. And I mean, at this I stage, it, I found it very interesting that, like, the only other reason why I'm going to say no to that, I'm going to cut you off real quick, is because the relative age of most of the people in Westview are middle aged to senior citizen. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's going to be a shitty start to the. To the mutants, if you ask me, and I'm I'm speaking as an older guy. <laughs> I, I just like I was. It's going to happen somewhere. I mean, they're going to do it. How is I don't it think they're happen? I don't think they're tying it to Wanda now. I no longer think that. <clears throat> I just I I don't know I don't know I don't understand why people would be scared of the mutants of the MCU universe if if. Monica can walk through this wall and get powers out of, the, out of the blue, and no one's afraid of her. You know what I mean? Well, maybe not yet. Maybe. But also, the other part, too, is keep in mind, uh, Monica doesn't look any different. Like, even in the X-Men movies, they talk about how it's different for some mutants than it is for others. You know? For the looks. Jean yeah. Grey, if you didn't know she was a mutant, you wouldn't know. But you'd know something is up with the guy wearing the funky colored sunglasses that never takes them off. Mm -hmm. You know, you definitely know there's something up with the guy that looks like a giant hairball, blue, <laughs> hairy ape, right? Yeah, right. Right. You're right. So, so that I think that's the other part too. So it's easy to say, well, no one was afraid of Monica. Well, why would they? She looks normal. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't like the lone black woman in Alabama. <laughs> so, right, that, so i mean that was awesome i love how she got her powers and yeah and as it sat with me that question popped in my head like which is fine and you know what, what? you might be right i'm just saying i don't think so that's all okay and you're probably right you're probably right well we both could be right we both could be wrong one yeah. of us could be right and the other could be wrong it doesn't really matter it doesn't matter we're having a discussion <laughs> it's a good one it is a it is delightful <laughs> all right we got what's your next one Next one, um, the intros to all the TV episodes. The TV episode episodes, because eventually the intros end. But, I mean, I love how every single one depicts the era perfectly, you know, right up to the final one, which was like a total rip of the office. And I was like, I love it so much. <laughs> so those are very cool. Oh, um, I actually thought the final one was uh, Modern Family. I got Modern Family vibes more so than The Office. 
the the talking, the way they were talking, everything was more modern family. But the intro itself, I mean, the music sounds almost. Uh, oh yes, yes. No, that's correct. That's correct. Yes. And then the little right. the little commercial breaks they put in each episode too. That was cool. commercial breaks were really cool too. Actually, that, that was so that was another part where I was just like, "What is going on here?" Yeah. But that's another example of uh, Wanda's psyche permeating uh, the entire uh, Westview. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So. Yeah, so I, I, I love I also uh to piggyback off that too, I love the the way that they dealt with the different TV shows and how like even like the modern family episodes, I was like, oh man, that's so or like even not so much the modern family, but like the family ties episode or like the full house type episode. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, this is so funny. And uh, what I liked too was that Agatha's character was that wacky neighbor in every single one. She's the only one that stayed exactly the same, even though her character was different all the way through. And you find out why that is. Yeah. But at the time, you're just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And like, you knew that something was up with Agatha, especially because, like I said, too, I recognized the name. When I heard her say Agatha, or uh, I think she said Aggie at first or something like that. Agnes. No, Agnes. she said Agnes. Agnes. That's right. She said Agnes. But I was like, wait a minute. That sounds familiar. But like I said in our text, I thought that Agatha had uh ties to the high evolutionary because the high evolutionary distinctly up until they retconned their uh backstories of wanda and pietro he was highly involved in their backstory yes you know it was uh magneto hooked up with their mom and then their her kids i think if i remember correctly she either gave them to the high evolutionary, but the high evolutionary did something to them to make them a little bit different. Um, if I remember correctly, I, I can't quite, but like I said, I, I thought that that was the case. Yeah. And then when I did her, uh, her Wikipedia, I was like, Oh, but she does have deep ties with Wanda and it goes back quite a ways, but it was more of a mentor. Yeah. Uh, teacher scenario. Which I mean, to a degree, there was some mentor mentorship here. Uh, no, you know what? I don't take it like that. I take it more like Agatha kind of was like, you know what? You can join me. Yeah. And I can make you stronger than you ever, like I can help you okay. control I, this. I shouldn't say mentorship, but she definitely learned in those moments with Agatha. Like right off the bat, she picked up runes, right? Like. <laughs> well, but again, it's, it, uh, it ties into the, the effortless nature that Wanda was able to use this, right? Yeah. And yeah, it was great to have her use the ruins. And I remember when that scene happened and I was just like, she's missing on purpose. And I didn't know, I didn't know why, but I had the feeling she was. And then I was like, oh, the runes. And then of course you see it, right? Like the second yeah. she tried to use her powers, I was like, oh, that's really cool. That's yeah. really cool. Like, fuck you. I, I take your <laughs> tricks and I make them even better. But, uh, but yeah, so like I said, I, I, I see it more or less like it was an attempt to get her to join her. But I think ultimately, even if Wanda said, yeah, you know what? I will, I will, you know, be a student or whatever. The end game for Agatha was always to take her powers. Yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so speaking of Agatha, that's my other like, um, I loved everything about this character. I love the, the wacky neighbor, the way she, seemed to like know she was part of the show but i even loved that the red herrings that they threw like when vision uh woke her up 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, you got to get her to stop. And you got her like, and she's like crying and stuff. And then you find out in the whole Agatha sequence that that was all part of the ruse yeah. and that she was part of it all the way through. And yeah, that theme song was incredible. I was like, I can't believe they're fucking doing this. Like, it's so funny. <laughs> and even just the thing to give her her own theme song and not just like theme music, but an actual song. I was like, this is, this is just great. Um, but I also liked, uh, I liked her because she wasn't like, I want to destroy the world type of thing. You know, yes, she wants an ultimate power or whatever, but the way they did it with her was, uh, I thought it was kind of refreshing where she's like in awe of Wanda because yeah. of how easy it is, but also incredibly frustrated. Cause she's like, I've been doing this for like years, like decades. And I, I have to work so hard just to be as strong as I am. And you're doing high level magic without even realizing it. Yeah. Like, do you have any idea how that makes me feel like, fuck you, (laughs) you know? And, and that's very human because we've been in that situation where like, you know, you, uh, might have to bust your balls to do something and you see me do it like like that and you're like well fuck what's going on like the midget can do something better than me right not that you would think like that but but you know what i mean like that kind of thing or even for me too like you know there's just something you see other people do better than you and you're like man i gotta work so hard and this guy just how did he get to the top shelf before me yeah exactly oh he used his height that prick but uh (laughs) So I, you can feel for that. And the, one of my favorite things about Agatha is that she wasn't killed. Yep. They didn't kill oh, her off. I was so happy about that. I was so I, happy. I, like, I was loving her so much in that final episode. I was like, please don't die in this. Please don't kill her off. But yep, I mean, like, um, She's got an appropriate uh, punishment or banishment, whatever you want to call it. Definitely. But it's perfect because we don't know if she's completely powerless, so we don't know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do know that she's willing to do whatever it takes to get more power, so this could lead into Mephisto, yeah. or it could lead into uh, Nightmare, or it could lead into another magic-based character that we just haven't even heard of, like that hasn't even been introduced yet. Yeah. So there's a lot of possibilities there, or we might never see her again. We might not. I for how I, you know. I sure hope we do. <laughs> I I sure hope we do too. Not necessarily very very soon, but I do hope we see her. Like, actually, I do kind of want to see her fairly quickly. Now I, I think it's going to have to depend on how Doctor Strange two plays out, right? With uh, Scarlet Witch. Yeah, being. that's right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Like. So that's yeah. That's where I'm at. Uh, that final battle like, was incredible. Like between both. Between both, I love. I loved how how Wanda and Agatha were going at it, magic just back and forth, flying through the sky, and then White Vision looks amazing, oh. and you got White Vision and, and OG Vision going at it, and then of course OG Vision wins by using philosophy. But <laughs> but like, and uh, White Vision's on my list too. So you know, we skipped ahead, but that's fine. Um, I, for one, honestly. And now after seeing it, I'm like, I don't know how, why I thought this. I never, I actually didn't think we were going to get white vision. I really didn't think we were going to get white vision at all. No. And then when we saw white vision, I was like, especially because, um, because Hayward says Wanda stole vision's body to create vision. 
And then we find out, in fact, that she went to steal it, but then chose not to. Mm-hmm. So OG Vision in WandaVision is straight up a manifestation. She created him wholly. Yeah, exactly. Right? And then they created White Vision as, uh, well, as a, a hopefully to stop anything from snapping again or being like, you know, now a weapon for the government to use, like sword particularly to fight, you know, villains like Thanos and, and whatever else is out there, right? So that was actually, you know, a fairly, you know, it makes sense, mm-hmm. you know, especially for Hayward's character. You're like, okay, I, I can see that. And that's, uh, yeah. I'll touch upon Hayward's character in a bit, but yeah, so that's really cool. But man, that fight scene. And that's where we talk about the budget, like, yeah. Wow, did that ever look good? And they seamlessly went from live action where Paul Bettany is acting in front of Paul Bettany, you know? And you're right, like the philosophy scene, the uh, the, thes- the boat of Theseus, I was like, and I loved it because yes, Vision is fighting White Vision. And yes, Vision is like trying to, they're both trying to fuck each other up, but ultimately Vision just kind of backs off and pulls a Superman move and goes, Look, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. Here's everything. Here's all my memories up until my death. Now, the only problem is, is that you're not like me. You don't have that humanity that I have, but maybe you might. And I was like, wow, that is so cool. And uh, did I say that White Vision looked amazing? White Vision looked amazing. Because he looked fucking amazing. So good. I couldn't believe we got white vision. I couldn't believe it. Because I'm glad he's that, not barefoot though. Us growing up, us growing up when we did, white vision yes. is what we grew up with. That's exactly it. I didn't I know until, uh, vision until later. Until I saw like old comic books and stuff like that. So like because at the same time without the internet, um, you had you know wizard, but you also had comic cards, yeah. right? Yeah, and that was the only time that you realized uh so even though we are like looking at these in the nineties, that vision's been around since the sixties, mm-hmm. you know? So you're like, Whoa, shit. And then, yeah, I remember the first time I saw him and I was like, Whoa, he looks so different. And I was actually like, I preferred white vision. Me too. Over this. Yeah. And then, like I said, like it was, but because of the MCU being what it is and so huge, I actually thought we'd never see white vision again. So I just kind of blocked it out, especially because even in the comic books, he went back to that uh, red and green look, you know? Yeah. But now when, and I got to tell you, I, I, even though like they showed us that she left the body there, I didn't clue in. I did not see uh, bad vision showing up. And, but when he did, I was like, whoa, I had the same reaction when I saw Evan Peters show up. It was just, holy shit. Yeah. Like, wow, that's so crazy. Oh, man. Oh, oh, man. What what was powering White Vision, though? He had like something blue in his head glowing. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's a power gem. It can't be a power I, gem, right? Because the gems are gone. That's right. That's right. I think it's just a, a an alternative power source. Okay. I think it's just like some sort of tied into the Android system. Like it's what it's whatever Vision's uh, body would have been powered by without the the stone. 
because right. the stone is what made him uh, more human, <clears throat> right? So, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that'll be interesting. He flew off. So I, when will White Vision pop up again? Well, now White Vision will definitely pop up, but uh, White Vision will be like uh, White Vision is going to be a lot like Data in uh, Next Generation before he got the uh, emotion chip. Right, right. So he's going to understand the experiences that Vision went through, and he's going to understand the life that Vision had with one, or he's going to be aware of them, but it'll be like opening up a file in his hard drive where he goes, oh, yes, you know, May 1st, you said you loved me, and I said I loved you. But he's not going to be like, and I meant it, and I miss the kids, you know, or I miss this, right? His story will be, can he go like, can he be human again or at least get close to what he was before and will him and Wanda get back together in that sense? That'll be that ultimate story. We'll definitely see that for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we get a Vision TV series with White Vision. That's definitely doable. That's definitely doable. Because um, yeah. I do kind of feel like this could do another season. They could do another season with this. They could. I because don't, I, well, I mean, it wouldn't be called WandaVision, but. Maybe it'll be, well, why wouldn't it be? Like, why not have it with both people and it kind of ends with them coming together? Yeah. I mean, it could. Again, we'll like, see how Doctor Strange plays out, but. Right. Because I also don't think that uh, this could have translated into a movie and did as well because. While, yes, these are popular characters, I don't know that they're popular. I don't think that they're popular enough to hold their own movie. Oh, I... I now, I, yeah. now maybe, but even then it's hard to say, right? No, I think they could have held their own movie for sure. I don't. <laughs> I mean, we're going to have Eternals and Shang-Chi and stuff coming up. I mean... Okay, but that doesn't necessarily translate to... Like, I mean, I don't think any of those movies are going to be huge blockbuster successes. I think Shang-Chi has the biggest potential to be a blockbuster and a franchise. Well, I don't think the Eternals. The, the, the cultural importance of it. it. It's like Black Panther, right? But for It's, it's the partly the cultural stuff, but it's yeah. also the character. Like, we're talking about a martial arts uh, spy. Yeah. Like, a kung fu spy is essentially what Shang-Chi is, right? Mm -hmm. So that's got way more mainstream appeal than a bunch of weird dudes that aren't the X-Men, but probably should have just been the X-Men instead. Because, <laughs> like, the Eternals is like Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie, where comic fans are familiar with them, but unless they're really into the characters, they don't really know much about them because I don't really know much about them. And I'm familiar with the characters. I, I mean, I would, I'm familiar say, with the concept. I should I, say, I would, I would say the guardians were a lot more popular than Eternals ever were. Guardians were always involved in all the cosmic events, like annihilation and anything. I agree. I agree. But I'm using them as, a, as an example of saying like, they're that not as they weren't as well known. And even the current iteration of them was not what I was, what I was familiar with was like uh what's his face vance uh astrovic as was it major victory okay or something like that and then you had like 
Oh, um, the Guardians that we saw at the end of Guardians 2, you know, like Sylvester oh, Stallone's yeah. character. Yeah, all the older those guys. Those guys. Those guys were the Guardians that I was familiar with. Okay. Uh, but I didn't read Annihilation or anything like that. So I know that that's where the yeah. big change for a lot of these characters happened. Yeah, like I, I read all that cosmic stuff. So like, I, I mean, I have a pretty, I wasn't a fan of Guardians, but I had, I knew who they were. Right. And I knew who they were too. I yeah. knew that these were based off the Annihilation stuff, even though I didn't read it. But I mean, granted, okay, like I'm referencing Guardians. So there's a very good chance that Eternals will be successful because they'll probably treat it much like they did Guardians. Uh, what was the other movie you said? You said Shang-Chi, Eternals. What was the other one? Oh, I just named off those two. But I mean, oh, okay. But I do think Shang-Chi has the bigger, bigger potential. But that's just me. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else you got? What else we got? What else we got? We got Mr. Wu. Mr. Wu. And Darcy, too. I love seeing Darcy. I don't have a lot to touch on with Darcy, but I, it was fun. Both those characters play. are about the same for me. I love them both. Um, yeah. But the, what you saw, you could kind of put them into one giant like. Yeah, like everybody's saying, like, and it sounds like it's like a go now because of the success of this, that that Wu should have his own, like, X-Files type series. So I, I agree, because I got, things. like, uh, Coulson vibes from him. Yeah. But, uh, and I was kind of thinking, like, he could be the Coulson thread that threads the new Marvel movies together. Easily. You know, but I do really like the idea of, uh, of Wu being like an X-Files type investigator Especially. in the MCU, because yeah. you can throw everything. You want to throw werewolves? Throw werewolves. You want to throw mutants? Throw mutants. Well, want to throw aliens? To throw aliens. It'd be a great spot to introduce all these small characters, like Werewolf by Night, like you just said, right? Yeah. And again, I mean, I didn't Darcy, say Werewolf Darcy by could, Night. Darcy could be with him sometimes. But, uh, yeah. Wait, no. could they do Werewolf by Night? Is that a Sony property? Because that uh, is uh, John Jameson. I don't think the original is Jameson, though. Okay. Werewolf right. by Night was originally tied to like Dracula and Moon Knight and all that. Oh, that's true. Well, Moon Knight? Moon Knight. Really? Oh. Dracula yeah. makes sense. I can get that one. Yeah. Well, well anyway, regardless. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I think that, that would make sense for, for Wu's character. Uh, I was pumped to see uh, Darcy, though. Oh, me too. She's when I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck, that is I, awesome. Honestly, it made sense. I honestly thought she would, that they were done with her. Like, so did I. I thought for sure. Natalie Portman sat out Thor 3, you know. Stella yep. Skarsgård came back uh, for, for Avengers. But then, like, yep. you never saw Darcy anymore after then. I kind of, like, ugh. Yeah, but knowing that she's a part of S.W.O.R.D. is really cool, too. So maybe we'll get to see more of her in that regard. That'd be yep. really, really cool. Yep. Um, I hope so, anyway, because she's, uh, she's great. I've always liked her, and I like her character. Me, too. Um, that's one of the reasons she's one of the reasons why I sat through a bunch of uh, more episodes than I care to admit about two broke girls. Me too. I sat through probably four seasons. Uh, full on one season. Um, and maybe a couple of episodes of the second season. And then I just kind of, I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I, I was, I, I watched four seasons and then, and then I came to the realization that every season's kind of the same. That's where I was at, like, within a couple of episodes yeah. of the second season. I was like, all right, I'm, I'm good. I'm uh, good. Yeah, I'm uh, okay, so here's uh, 
here's my like. This one's a big one. So if you want to jump in, jump in. Ultimately, I loved that this was an exploration of Wanda's grief and trauma, mm-hmm. uh, as well as vi- uh, vision figuring out what's going on and then coming to the realization of what that means for him and his family, you know? Yep. Because like that, uh, that final sequence in, in the last episode where, you know, they're putting the kids to bed, Vision knows that this is the last time that he's going to see his children. He knows this. Mm-hmm. He also knows that this is the last time that he's going to see Wanda. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, let's just be together mm-hmm. for these final moments, right? Um, <clears throat> I thought that one of the reasons why I bring this up is because like, uh, the way they handled the grief and trauma wasn't heavy-handed, but it wasn't lightweight either. I felt like they did a really good job of, of giving you all the reasons as to why Wanda has done this. Yeah. And even though it really does kind of paint Wanda as the bad guy of the story. And I'm glad, I'm glad that they still had like when the, the people were free and they were like, they didn't really know how to handle it, but they weren't like immediately forgiving of Wanda, you know, like they had some people like literally saying like, if you're not going to let us go, then why can't you just kill us? Like just like she got it to the point where these people wanted to die. They didn't even want to be like, they, they didn't think they were ever going to be free. So they were like, just kill us. Just fucking we're sick of this. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you got that moment where Wanda's like, Oh, I'm, I'm really, really sorry. But then she kind of snaps and then makes it even bigger. And you're like, Whoa. So they really came close to making her the bad guy in this. And I mean, she was, she was definitely the bad guy. in this. Yeah. Cause I mean, they were giving her the choice between these people and your family. And, and she chose at first her family. Yes. Cause every, she did. everyone's always been taken away from her. She finally had her moment of happiness and, and she was being selfish. Yeah. So and it's, it's one of those. That. Yeah. So they, they, they do it like in that, so like the best villains are the ones where you can kind of see their point, you know, Doc, uh, Dr. Octopus, you could see his point. His ultimate goal was to help people, but yes. because of the accident, he was now a little bit twisted. He still wanted to help people, but he was going to do it by any means possible. Yes. So it didn't really matter what he did as long as the end result was he got to get the, the tritium to make the endless uh, energy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in this one, you, you, you get it. She wants to have that perfect family that she never had and doesn't think she'll ever have. Right. So, yeah. So she makes that choice and she's definitely the bad guy. But the other thing I like, too, is that even though, you know, she ultimately did the right thing, it wasn't like snap. Everything's back to normal. Everything's fine. All is forgiven. She has to, like, fucking hide now. She has to, like, stay out of the public eye until there's a big enough thing where they can see her helping or even just helping in small regards so that eventually more and more people go, yes, I know that was horrible. And that was terrible. She was going through some things. It's different now. Yeah. But it does kind of keep it as sort of like, well, if it happened once it could happen again. Right. Exactly. So there's still a bit of that edge to her. Not, I don't want to say edge, but there's still a bit of that realness to the character. So and you know, so yeah, so like I mean, having that kind of there is still 
going to be really interesting for story purposes. Oh, for sure. For sure. And I like that Monica just kind of let her go. Yep. She totally understood. That's right. Yeah. And that was really, really cool. Really, really cool. Um, But this kind of touch on, on that scene that you're talking about um, where they were saying goodbye and everything. I'm going to, I'm going to quote some, some, some stuff in the movie or the TV show here. The dialogue in the show is okay. It's absolute perfection. The dialogue, and it's like Shakespearean at times. Like, yes, mind-boggling. I'm watching this, and I'm listening. These words come from these superheroes' mouths, and I can't get over how incredible these words are. Right? Yeah, I'd be interested to see what Martin Scorsese has to say about Wandavision. I mean, (laughs) the entire end sequence. Like right from the start, she she says goodnight to her boys, and she and she says, "Boys, thank you for letting me be your, be your mom." Yes, I was, I was just like, "Oh my god!" And like, I man, I'm no lie, I was I was Kevin Smith crying through that whole fucking end. Oh, I wasn't quite. I wasn't quite. Oh, uh, I was. I was, I was I getting was. a little bit of that. I was getting a little bit. I was of getting a little bit. Of like, that it with is the a boys. very bittersweet stuff where you're just like, yeah. "Oh, the uh, thank you for choosing me to be your mom." Line. I was like, "Ooh, that's." That's a rough one. I was surprised, you know, because like there's uh, video evidence of how much of a crier I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I came close, but I was uh, I, I was not a blubbery mess. So that was uh, <laughs> a little different, a little different this time around. This, this right here, though. OK, this right here. I'm going to bounce between the two characters for one moment. OK, OK. Are Wanda, you going to do the different voices? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do the voices. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wanda, I know we can't stay like this, but before I go, I feel I must know what am I? And I'm just like, oh, this is this is good. Yes, yes. You, Vision, are the piece of the Mind Stone that lives in me. You're a body of wires and blood and bone that I created. You are my sadness and my hope, but mostly you're my love. And I was just like, oh, this is getting deep. This is so good. That was such a great line. Like I was like, holy shit, this is so good. But then he he immediately follows with, "I've been a voice with no body, a body but not human." I'm now a memory made real. Who knows what I might be next? We have said goodbye before, so it stands to reason. And then she immediately goes, we'll say hello again. And I was just like, exactly. boom, boom, tears, man. I'm not joking. I was like, oh, oh. shit. I had chill. I got chills right now just thinking about this scene. Like, I literally rewound it afterwards. So to good. Again. So good. The dialogue is insane. It's so good. Oh, so good. Oh. I have to agree. I have to agree. The dialogue was incredible. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, as, as, my, my, my likes are, are, are nearing the end now. I, I got touching the boys though. Cause I just brought them up. Those two little kids were great actors and it was, they it were was absolutely cool. great. They were so good. Um, I, I mean, I loved that they did that TV show trope where their clothes were the color schemes of their costumes. Yeah. I also loved that in the Halloween episode, they wore their fucking costumes like they did in the comic books. Yeah. Like Wiccan was full on Wiccan costume. And then Speed. Um, speed was full on Speed costume yeah. with this hair because, you know. Yeah. Um, but I also really loved that just like in the comic books, they were a fabrication of Wanda's uh, psyche. They were the same in this book, in the in the TV show, and it really led to like uh, that bitter sweetness too, because uh, the chemistry, like you said, between her and Vision was incredible, and it it is absolutely off the charts. 
but the chemistry with the kids and the parents were just as good mm-hmm. with themselves was just as good. And even with the Fietro was also really good too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, like incredible little actors, uh, you know, in the start of their careers. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll see what happens, but uh, yeah, when they get brought back, I'm hoping that they get the same actors to do it, but I, I don't know. I have a feeling they'll be aged up when they get brought they'll back. They'll probably age them up. They're aging up. Young Avengers. They're aging up Casey Lang for the next Ant-Man movie. So. Well, yeah, because like the young Avengers have to be at a certain age. They can't be too young, but they can't be too old. So, yeah. Um, and Miss Marvel will probably be around the fifteen to sixteen age. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, for sure. Oh wow! What else do you got for likes? Because I'm all liked out. I, I'm liked out, man. I, I'm hopping into dislikes, and I mean, like dislikes aren't like garbage dislikes by any means, but they're ultimately nope. ultimately yep. little problems I have. They are what they are. Okay, uh, I uh, my my dis one of my dislikes is Hayward actually mm-hmm. because and this is only be you know, right up until the last episode because up until this point they played Hayward as uh, ultimately a guy trying to do the right thing, but he's not concerned with how he gets those results. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like he's the the head of sword and swords essentially shield for space. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah. But, you know, he's a liar. He's manipulative. He's a bit of a douche. But his end goal up until the last episode was the protection of Earth at all costs. Okay. And that was the main reason why he lied about vision and saying that, you know, Wanda took vision was so that he could have vision retooled as a weapon as a sword for earth okay Mm -hmm. and and like i said earlier it was so that they had something to actually under their control to help fight off the forces that they can't comprehend because there's no captain america there's no iron man uh we don't know where thor is (laughs) you know what i mean yeah Hulk's around, but like the Avengers as we know it doesn't exist. Yeah. And uh, right. So he's looking at it like that. And then we get to the last episode and then it turned into a power grab. Well, you know, now we'll just get Wanda. We'll control Wanda. and We'll have all that power and I will have all that power. And I immediately was like, ah, fuck. Like, I mean, Granted, they arrested him real quickly and, you know, he didn't have like that supervillain speech, but it immediately went for me going like, I can kind of see where this character's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's a bit of a douche, but I get it. Whereas yeah. then they just went, nah, he's actually full on evil. And I was like, ah, and I didn't like it either because we had such a fleshed out uh, character for Agatha. So even if later on, when they reintroduce Agatha, you know, maybe it's Wanda that says, okay, you've served your time. I would like to learn from you. You could still get that mentor role and it would still work, you know? Yeah. But Hayward, it was just like, nah, nah, you're a bad guy. Fuck it. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I didn't really like that. Yeah. No. Uh, Hayward was kind of just like a, a throwaway 
villain character. Yeah, but the, the I guess it's kind of it was also disappointing because like there was a lot of promise like built up. Like even right when you first meet him, you're like, uh, he's kind of a bit of a douche like right away. But you're like, but I I can see it. And then for that to just kind of be like all gone as it was just disappointing. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I have expecting him to say Hail Hydra at one point. <laughs> Actually, yeah. You know what? I kind of was expecting that, or, hey, or hey, something along hey, those lines, or like you know, Hydra is the ones that uh, that she was created with, so they could have tied that together that way. Yeah, you know, or or like reference Arnim Zola or something to that effect, you know. But yeah, what um, do you got? The earlier episodes, as cool as they were, in the black wing and everything, I also felt like they dragged quite a bit. They, they they were interesting and it was cool with the chemistry and all, but didn't really push the story too much. Um, mm, okay, but I the, and again and this and this is again why I feel like this could have been a movie. It could have been because there's there's moments like the first two episodes at least. I mean that that could have been a, a ten to fifteen minute sequence in a movie, like easily, easily. I mean it, with the editing and everything, like. As fun as the dinner yeah. party was with with Vision's boss, didn't push the story. wasn't really needed. Um, even seeing Vision at work didn't really do anything for the story in the long run. Okay, um, I I guess uh, for me, I look at it more like um, setting the table or setting the scene, so to speak. Yeah. So when you're setting the table, you're not doing anything to drive the story. You're basically saying, okay, so this is where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and this is where, like, my counter argument is: while yes, I agree with you in the sense that you could, you know, edit this in such a way that for the first fifteen minutes of a movie, that could be that sequence. My yeah. argument would then be, but you would lose out on a lot of the heart that was in the first two episodes because there's a lot of heart in this, and we're talking about setting the scene, right? Mm-hmm. So even if they stretched it to half an hour, you know, yeah, okay, fine. I might be able to get behind it a little bit more, but like, uh, I I don't know. I still look at it like we're setting this the table. So there's, it's hard to really push the story forward, especially because you don't want to throw too much right away. So you have the little bit with the radio in episode one. You have the the colored camera in episode two. We're slowly pushing the story forward. It doesn't have to start running, you know? Yeah, I know. I totally get that. But at the same time, I'm thinking like Infinity War and Endgame were movies. You know, Winter Soldier was a movie. These had a lot of fucking moving parts in them. If they could put that story, those stories into two to three hour movies, this could have easily done the same. Uh, yeah, okay. You know, and I, I get where you're coming from, too. Like, I, I understand your point. Um, I, I, but I also kind of, I look at it like the, because it's a TV show mm-hmm. that's heavily influenced by TV shows, it, it would, I think the way to work it in a movie, it would have to now switch the backstory to she's a big fan of movies. Yeah. And then it would kind of tie into the movie aspect a little bit better, I think. So because we're talking about TVs, I think that's what, for me, it lends itself a little bit better. And that's why. But then again, the, the question is, 
will I rewatch this season? And I don't know if I will, at least not anytime soon. So yeah. I guess that's kind of, and, and again, add to your point, I guess would be. Yeah. And that's again, why I'm saying like, I, I feel like this was written around the title one division sounding like a TV show because like, you know, yeah, and like, I mean, it's easier to watch something for three hours than it is for seven. So, and it was a hard, too. like as, as much as I liked seeing them together and I love their chemistry in those first couple episodes and even somewhat the third, it, it, I didn't really have that urge to go back to it every week until episode four picked up the steam big time. You know what I mean? And okay. I, and I so a lot of people dropped out after the first couple episodes too, going, this is weird. What's this about? Right. Um, and you actually, there's a, a viewership rating online where yeah. you see like, Episode one, episode two, episode three, and then yeah. episode and then, four, and then, five, six, seven. Now, yeah. I'm uh, I was behind a little bit, so when I watched it, it was already uh, two episodes. It was actually three episodes in when I started to watch it. Okay. So I binged uh, episode one and two. Actually, no, I, uh, I watched episode one. That's right, I did. I watched episode one. Uh, I had it playing while I was uh, on lunch from work, but it was playing in the background. I was at work, it was on the background. But then I watched the second episode later that night, and then I watched the third episode like two days later or something like that. And then at that point, I was like, oh, okay, all right. So I can see. I don't know if I would have kind of gave it as good a do, and now that I think about it, it's like different, right? Like what Amazon did with the boys. It is different. Smart. It is different. Amazon gave you the first three episodes of the boys, and then went weekly after that, and that's exactly what they should have done with this. Because I feel like going weekly off of that first episode, it, you know. Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll full on agree with that because you're right. Like when I watched uh, season two of the boys, I literally like. Yeah. First two episodes that night. And then I think the next night was the third. And then it was like, I got to wait how long for the fourth episode? Like <laughs> a whole fucking week? Are you kidding? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. So I, I, I can see that. And, and yeah. And I, I will fully admit that, or at least uh, give you that the way I watched it was different so it, it it gave me a different experience so i'll give you that yeah yeah and i think that's great the way you did it and i wish i could have done that but i was so scared of spoilers the whole fucking time it's gonna be the same thing again with falcon and winter soldier yeah well that's the thing like uh, i had my i have just certain spots that i go to that i know won't spoil yeah and and then that's it I just uh, and also I make an effort to stay away from it too because I don't really go on a lot of comic book websites now, especially because mm. like I'm on a, I don't want to have anything spoiled like Spider Man three I don't want anything spoiled so I don't uh, all I want to do now is watch a, a trailer and then uh, and that's it and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> you know yeah uh, same with like Mission Impossible seven I don't want to know anything else I I want to watch a trailer like now because it's mm -hmm. supposed to be out in december so what the fuck get on this guys <laughs> i don't buy it like what uh, mcquarrie said in an interview he's just like like someone's like oh give us a trailer and he's like when when there's a trailer i will show you and it's like you fucking know there's a trailer don't give me this bullshit you don't start directing back-to-back -back movies shooting them concurrently 
and then eight. tell me you don't know when a trailer's coming out. What? Number eight was tentatively canceled. No, it's not canceled. No, it's going to happen, but it's not back to back anymore. They're waiting for COVID. no. It, it was originally, but then like, uh, was it Paramount that was like, "Look, you have to stop filming so that you can promote Top Gun 2. Yeah, and then Tom was like, "Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd better." But yeah, so like, I know that that was the goal, and that was ultimately what they were going to do. But uh, regardless, even if we have the the follow-up movie two years after this one, that's still fucking awesome. Like, I can't complain. Yeah. Um, I do have, I do have a dislike, uh, a final dislike here. Okay. Do you have anything else? Do you have anything else you want to well, add? I got a few more dislikes. I got a few more dislikes. Probably okay. Before. All right. Before. You know what? Let's hear one of your dislikes. Cause I, I just followed my, my Hayward. So yours is next. Anyway. Uh, um, I felt like Sword was a little out of nowhere, you know, like this giant fucking shield-like enterprise exists without any word of it beforehand or earlier. Like they could have brought something up in Far From Home, I think at least. They they did. Did they? Sword? Yeah. I thought this was the first of Sword. It's the first time that they worded it, like referred to it as Sword. But what was Fury doing on that space station while the Skrulls were impersonating him? What was that space station in? I don't know. Was yeah, it's it fucking sword. That's literally sword. when I saw that. I thought he my was first just Bob was fucking sword. having a fun time with the Skrulls. I I didn't know that was sword. It didn't say sword. I I inferred it to be. I interpreted that as sword. So <laughs> I will right? I will dial back. I will dial back my God, your stupid tone. I can't believe you didn't see that. I will dial that back and I will offer up this. I'm sorry, Kenneth. Thank you. But my interpretation was that was sword. So it wasn't as jarring for me. Yeah. And also, I mean, it makes sense that after we have a cosmic level threat that wiped out half of existence for five years, you know, obviously, Shield can only do so much on the ground. They need to have something else, right? Sword's been around for like twenty years, though. Monica's mother created it. Monica was in it before the blip. You know, there's right. never been any mention of Sword before. That's that's all. how good. That's how good an ultra secret organization operates. That nobody knows it exists. They're too good. They're too good. All right. I mean, the devil's greatest trick was making man thinks think he didn't exist. I mean, it, it just. Like, what? <laughs> you know, but again, uh, that kind of ties part with um, the, one of the overarching problems that was created by Captain Marvel, okay? Because Captain Marvel was set in the 90s, right? So yeah. they, they wrote her character out by saying that, that she was off in space, right? Yeah. But just her mere existence wasn't mentioned until after Captain Marvel 2, or after Captain Marvel, because then they were like, oh, yeah, you know, my eye was, uh, you know, this was because of this alien thing, yeah. and uh, Captain Marvel, oh, you know, we go way back, you're right, so it's because of Captain Marvel being set in the 90s that sort of created that. Right. 
right? It's it's also kind of the the problem that uh, was created when they had uh, like Wonder Woman disappears for like a hundred years and yeah. shows up in uh, you know, and they I do yeah. know that they realize that they fucked up because then they're like she's a, a hero and then goes in a self-imposed exile for a hundred years. That seems crazy that she would do that. Let's set the next movie in the eighties to show that she wasn't in exile. She was just doing it in a secret way that was blatantly obvious. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, so like they kind of, they, they wrote themselves into a whole, uh, a corner with that one. So it's kind of like, like, what are you going to do? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I guess the only thing I can say is if you're dealing with uh, space primarily, right? Yeah. Like, because even in Captain Marvel, if I remember correctly, there was already uh, a fully functioning division of the government that was involved with space exploration. Yep. And they actually had a space station. You know, you didn't hear about it at all until that movie, right? So it's like, I get where you're coming from. Believe me, I get where you're coming from, but it's kind of like, uh, And I mean, like, this uh, is a huge negative. It's just something where I was just like, you know. I got you. It just kind of made you go like, It should have kind of kind of wiggled its way in, like like S.H.I.E.L.D. did. Like S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of wiggled its way in, you know. Coulson did way in. Yeah. I I still love when it was like what is it strategic homeland, and then it was just like uh, we're working on a shorter name, <laughs> and then at the end it's just like they go, oh, at the end it's like we're shield we're shield <laughs> the whole time it's spelled shield how how convenient <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah I, I I get I I get where you're coming from so um, all right so mine <sighs> this was tough. This was tough, but my uh, my final dislike is the final episode, while epic in in scope and in the battle scenes, and and, and like we talked about and mentioned plenty of times throughout this entire camcast, was visually amazing, yeah, and heartfelt and touching. And bittersweet and all of those things, it was uh, incredibly predictable, almost disappointingly predictable. Now, granted, once you realized that uh, it wasn't just vision, but it was like the kids were a manifestation, but also vision, you knew that in order for this to end, you absolutely had to say goodbye to Vision as we knew him and the kids too. Yeah. So that was like, that was just part of the story. You knew that was predictable, but the other part, but then of course, on top of that, you have the inclusion of white vision. Mm -hmm. Second, I saw white vision and I, I got over the initial, like, Holy fuck, he looks so awesome. You know, then it was like, he is going to get visions, memories, somehow in way shape or form so we're gonna get og's brain in uh new g's body and that's how we're gonna get vision moving forward granted it's all of his memories without any of the human's emotions so there is a bit of that difference but like i said before that story now will be how does new g vision become 
at least close to, if not exactly the same as he was. Right. 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 So again, like, like I said, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. And then once that hype died down, I was like, ah, okay. I can, I can kind of see where that's happening. Right. Okay. Um, but even the part where, uh, Wanda's fighting Agnes and, uh, or Agatha. And I literally called it where she's like stealing, uh, Wanda's powers I'm like she is gonna full-on like incredible like Hulk style like oh you want my power you want my anger like my rage here take it all and take and gives her everything and I was like still visually cool but really really predictive like predictable like I the second I saw her starting to lose herself because of the power chain, I was like, ah, oh, here we go. Here we go. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I mean, it wouldn't have been so bad, honestly. It wasn't like this entire episode was just like, okay, and this is going to happen. And you're like literally going, and this is going to happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. Luckily, the episode and everything leading up to this was so well done that, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I only have like, two real dislikes right yeah so a second dislike is just a couple of like things all together so it's not a, a make or break for me it was just like but the, i will say this though i don't know i couldn't think of how to do it differently mm-hmm. you know what i mean like no i, I couldn't think- say they did all these things but i would have done it this way or i would have done it that way because even though these were all predictable in that sense like i said it was still still really awesome to see yeah really cool you know and like i said too they didn't kill uh agatha which was really cool they they left her in westview which is really cool but it's still that that to me yeah, so that, that's about that, it that was unpredictable her living i because oh, i yeah, yeah. Was so on yes. the, i was so on the fence yeah outside i of, thought for sure she was gonna of, die outside of loki how many of the villains have actually lived red skull i guess um well actually it would be the the ones that are are alive we don't see them now yeah justin hammer as far as we know is still in jail yeah you know um uh, pierce i believe is dead now he would have to be dead now yeah i believe he's dead now but for all intents and purposes because we don't know for sure he's in jail yeah. <laughs> you know um arnim zola is probably still a computer program somewhere mm-hmm. on maybe a little floppy disk or a really big floppy disk. That was another rumor I read was that he was going to be the bad guy because of his connections to TV. I I wouldn't have liked that one because I actually kind of liked it. His uh, connections to computers, I thought, was actually a really cool twist on his character. Yeah. yeah. You know, and... Uh, Plus the way they made him look similar to the Arnim Zola that we're familiar with. I thought that was really cool. But yeah, like, uh, I think that's it. Like, for the bad guys, I think they're all... Most of them are dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. Oh, I forgot to mention... uh, Yeah, I totally forgot to mention one of my my favorite likes is uh, the actual full-on story for the creation of the Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. how like she was foretold 
to be like the one, like the the one witch of all witches. Yeah, and it, it ends up so like Agnes is looking or Agatha's looking for her, and then when she finally finds her, it's Wanda, and like we said at the beginning of the camcast, Wanda was always a witch. She always had these powers. The uh, Mind Stone just made them like opened up all the possibilities. Exactly. So the stuff that she would have learned through practice, she had access to right away. Yeah. You know, and and the Scarlet Witch, like the actual end costume for Scarlet Witch, fucking amazing. Looked amazing. She looked like, amazing. So, and her costume's one of those ones where you're like, I don't know how they're going to translate that to to make it look cool, but also like functional, you know, and uh, like dialing back the blatant like <laughs> fucking low cut because yeah. essentially she's wearing like a, like a one-piece bathing suit with, with like leotards uh you know but the yeah. the end result of that costume looked fucking i mean awesome. the main thing was the headpiece if it had the headpiece i was gonna be happy they had the headpiece like, but at first when they teased that the headpiece was gonna be cgi i was like i don't like that one yeah. i really didn't like cgi green lantern yeah and uh but then when they did the full-on headpiece i was like oh my god and she never took it off so good she kept it no. on she kept it it on. wasn't like it on. with the helmet for 20 seconds and then he took it off and then that's it you never yeah. see the helmet again helmet's gone um but the other part too and this kind of ties in i loved the ending the stinger where it shows uh her just like in the cabin in quiet have, like have solitude walking around and then it's astral plane scarlet witch just fucking Going Ever, and that's the, oh, and I forgot about the dark hold. I forgot about the dark hold. That was when they showed the dark hold. I was like, whoa! And I understand like they showed it in Runaways, and they showed it in another TV show. But each yeah. one it looks different, yeah. so it's arguable that those TV shows don't tie into this, which is fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they called it the dark hold and uh, it looked incredible, I was like, whoa! Like we're opening up an avenue for Marvel that is really untapped which i think is actually really exciting and i do hope that they kind of lean into some more horror aspects with this because mm -hmm. the dark hold itself deals with fucking scary supernatural heroes and villains you well, know? i mean it's tied completely to the midnight suns like you got blade coming from the from orbius coming from like i don't see sorry yeah, well, yeah, but I don't see Morbius being tied to this. No, because he's off doing the Sony thing, yeah. Right, but, I mean, you've got Ghost Rider. You've got, well, I mean, you've got Lilith. Uh, you've got, uh, well, and I say Ghost Rider. You've got Mephisto. You've yep. got Blackheart. You've got, like, a whole. Blackout. Good check. I, did I say Blackout? I thought I said, anyway. You've got a whole, check this out. Blackheart. Oh, I did say Blackheart. Uh, you've got a whole cadre. Yeah. Of supernatural villains. Yeah. You know, like it's uh if, this could be good. Now, I'm not saying they have to be full-on horror, but I do feel like they need to lean into more of the horror aspects. And also Blade should be more he should be an adult character and he should also be tied into this sort of corner of the of the MCU. 
and uh, and you could have Doctor Strange kind of in between both worlds, so he can still do superhero stuff, but also at the same time get into that stuff. So yeah, oof, oof, that stinger was exciting. really was really exciting. cool. That stinger was yeah. awesome. The first stinger bored the hell out of me. Uh, what was the first singer again? I can't. Uh... Monica goes into the theater and and the woman talker becomes a scroll. Oh yeah, that was. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, that's kind of scroll, whatever. Scroll, but like, I don't know why scrolls really bore me. You know, I've never liked them in the comics, and I'm already kind of bored of them in the in MCU. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I guess for me that that stinger was like for me it was pointless because I was like, well, I mean, obviously. Like, Obviously, she's going to hook up with the Skrulls because the Skrulls yeah. are good in the MCU and they're obviously a part of S.W.O.R.D. and she's no longer going to be grounded. You know, she's yeah. going to be the captain of S.W.O.R.D. Yeah. You know, maybe she doesn't get her own like code name. She might just be Captain Monica, mm -hmm. you know, but we'll yeah. see. We'll see what happens. Uh, but that's the thing. I, I am actually really excited to see where this goes. Knowing that she'll be in Captain Marvel 2, I'm happy for that. Uh, Miss Marvel being in Captain Marvel 2 is uh, is also cool. Um, I That one I knew, but I just, I forgot. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what? I got to touch on that, that last thing again one more time. Because it yeah. showed you how much more powerful she was than Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange, when he went to Astral, yes. he, he That's became right. conscious on this earth. She was able to fully function. and still That's right. That's right. That is true. Like, she's immensely powerful. Oh, yeah. And, like, I do like, I, I, I kind of get a kick because, of course, there are a group of people that are just like, well, remember when they said Captain Marvel was the strongest? You know, and you're like, well, yeah, because at that point in time, she was. Yeah. She was considered to be the strongest person, period. But and I nobody, yeah, nobody blinked. But then, because the other part too is that we're like even I, I I'll admit like we're dealing with the MCU Wanda so I was like well she's not going to be like she is in the comic books she hasn't even shown that she's capable of doing anything remotely close to the scale that she's able to in the comic books mm -hmm. but now we know why yeah now we know exactly why and and also like. You could have all this untapped potential, but if you don't know that, then how are you supposed to access that, right? Exactly. Agatha goes, hold on a second. You have untapped potential and kind of wakes it up. And then it's just like, oh, you're right. I do have untapped potential. And now I know how to get better at it because I have this book that you gave me. Or I mean, I took from you. But regardless... I have it. So yeah, naturally you're like, holy fuck. And you're right. I never even clued into that. She's astral planing and sipping on coffee. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Like strange was out to the world. And I don't think even in the comic books, he's gotten to the level where he can astral project and still be fully functioning. Yeah. I could be wrong. Cause I haven't read a shit ton of Dr. Strange books. I, I mean, I don't know, but holy shit, my excitement for like, the next Doctor Strange shot through the roof after this. Yeah, if you would have said, uh, if you would have told me that when Doctor Strange two came out that it was going to be like a pivotal, a pivotal tentpole type MCU movie, I would have been like, yeah, okay, all right, but let's just see it, right? Like, yeah, I'll see yeah. its trailer, 
and I'll go from there. But the, I mean, I, they're still using the MCU phase template to create excitement. But yeah, like now I'm like, okay, so I have to temper myself because Doctor Strange 2, my expectations might be so high <laughs> that it's like, oh man, if they don't have a million different cameos in this, then everyone will be uh, unhappy. <laughs> um but yeah so now strange 2 is is up on the radar more so than it ever was prior and i read today too like they were talking to the benedict cumberbatch about dr strange 2 and working with sam raimi and he said sam raimi is hands down the most collaborative director kindest smartest director he's had on any project ever and i'm just like i mean hmm I'm I'm stoked, man! And fucking Bruce Campbell's teasing a cameo in it too. I, I don't know what it is. Oh man! <laughs> if Bruce Campbell is not in a Sam Raimi movie, yeah, he has to be dead. Like, <laughs> and and I've never met Bruce Campbell, but I feel like Bruce is the kind of guy that's is probably going to be like, "Hey Sam, how many more movies are you going to make? Like in the next, I don't know, like the rest of your life." And if he says anything like any number, he'll go, "We should probably start." Uh, throwing some dialogue out here so that way you can piece together something and cgi the shit out of me so i'm in every single one of your movies i'm just saying i feel or at the very least bruce will like on his deathbed go sam you can use my likeness in anything you want (laughs) Uh. i I mean like if it wasn't it's funny because like their careers are so linked that it's like it's hard to picture bruce campbell without Sam Raimi directing him in Evil Dead. Mm-hmm. But it's also, like, I couldn't picture Evil Dead without Sam Raimi directing it and Bruce Campbell as the de facto lead. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, exactly. It, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Was there a Sam Raimi movie that Bruce Campbell wasn't in? I'm just thinking about well, that now. I'm, I'm sure there was, because he had a bunch of different types of movies in the, in the 2000s there. So I'm just trying to think. I don't know if I saw him in Drag Me to Hell. I don't think he was in Drag, Drag, Drag Me to Hell. Um, Sam Raimi did The Gift and The Simple Plan, two thrillers, and I don't think Bruce Campbell was in either of those. Which one was The Gift again? Um, with Kate Blanchett. I think Ken oh. was in it, too. No, I didn't see that one. I gotta actually watch a bit more of the movies. And then he did For Love of the Game, that baseball Kevin Gosner movie. Oh! Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, his directing sensibilities are are timeless, though. Like, really. Yeah. So he could do any style, any genre. And it it really could. It's just whatever appeals to him at that point in time. Um, I always forget. uh, Wait, it was Darkman. He did Darkman, too, didn't he? Yes. He did just the first one, though, if I remember correctly. He just did Darkman. And I don't think Bruce Campbell was in that one either. No, I don't believe he was, unless it was a small little cameo somewhere. Which, I mean, would be part of the course. Yeah. I have to watch Darkman again now. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm pretty sure him doing Darkman is what got Army of Darkness to be made by Universal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't... uh... The reason why he did the Darkman movie was because they couldn't do this, uh, the spirit. 
I don't know what the story was behind that. Or was it the shadow? The shadow I can't, came, can't recall. Shadow came out only a, like two or three years after Darkman. But that's what I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember. There was a. I I want to say he was going to try to. He wanted to do the shadow, and then they were like, "No, no, no. We're already doing the shadow with Alec Baldwin." So I mean, it's yeah. going to be amazing. <laughs> I, for some reason, I feel like that's the case. I will confirm, and I will I will get back to you on that one. Thank I'll you. either get back to you, or I will update our uh, comment section <laughs> with <laughs> with that info. We'll see what happens. Whatever I feel like. But anyway, so um, I got not I got, quite one, a I got one more. I, I got what? one little. I got one. More I was about to do like. the outro. I know I got one more little one, and this is just a personal thing for me. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome Fine. Get your little. Get your little thing out there. Get your little thing. As awesome as it was to see Evan Peters, that fake out pissed me off. I'm sorry. And calling him boner was ridiculous, too. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the mutants, and I wasn't expecting the X-Men. But Evan Peters is so damn good as that character in the X-Men movies. Um, and he had, like, the best scenes out of, like, the last three X-Men movies that I honestly feel it's just it's, – it's, Oh, it's such a waste to call him Boner and just write him off as some nobody, Joe Blow in Westview. You know what? Like, I I I have to agree, especially because like when the initial uh, when how am I going to say it? When he was first in, reintroduced within the confines of the TV style of the show, it was like. Oh, they recast him. Oh, that's genius because they recast characters in TV shows all the time. Mm -hmm. They even do that little thing like, oh, you look a little bit different. And it's just like, oh, this is so really, really cool. And, of course, the entire internet was abuzz with the uh, ramifications and what that means for uh, Quicksilver or Pietro, depending on what they call him now. Yeah. And then uh, how this could possibly lead into – uh, the X-Men, oh, sorry, the mutants. I meant to say the mutants. I didn't mean to say X-Men. And not the X-Men. The mutants. But anyway, I'm not going to get too bogged down with that one. Because <laughs> we don't know for sure that that's how they're going to do it. That's just rumor yeah. and hearsay right now. Um, so, yeah, it opened up all these possibilities. And then, yes, it is a letdown. And I think I just didn't want to mention it because it's not on my list. But that was it's a huge letdown. And all of a sudden, there there wasn't that, and it was just another little like Agatha fuck around, which did add to the character uh, and the the stakes and stuff. But you're right; it does sort of kind of go, "Oh, why does that have to be the final note?" Yeah, like when they cut the necklace off him. Oh, you're just an actor and boner. His name's and and that too. I was just like, "Oh, what a Joss Whedon joke to throw in this great written episode." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was just I, I, I had to do something right to to like. I, I would have preferred. I would have preferred it just being an, him being another piece of Wanda's mind. Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, she's saying goodbye to her husband and her two kids. You want to add her her brother again? No, but at the same time, she never got to say goodbye to him either. So maybe that would have gave some kind of yeah. I I get no. I I understand what you're saying, and I I I will say I agree. I agree with you that that your method of of just having him be another aspect of her her fractured psyche would have been better than 
hey everybody it's pietro and then it's like well it's not really yes yeah. you know like because i believe you just said that right? guy didn't you even say to like oh kevin feige he wouldn't bring him back just to just to make him a nobody weren't we discussing this i think so when, when he first popped up uh no i don't know i don't know if i i might have said that we might have had this i don't remember having that discussion with you um it's possible i'm not ruling it out yeah i don't know. Um, it's you know what it feels like you know what it feels like it feels like the mandarin again the mandarin actually that one uh it's trevor that one didn't (laughs) that one did not bother me as much as it bothered everyone else i actually i uh i got a kick out of it at first like i thought it was kind of funny that it was uh what is it trevor slattery and he was some like some actor scuzzy actor dude I think it's also partly because it was Ben Kingsley, right? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, if anyone's going to be able to nail this, like, gripping pseudo-ethnic terrorist that really is just a bullshit story, and this is some uh, cockney actor, it'd be Ben Kingsley. Um, But after the fact, though, it, it is, it's one of those, like, yeah, but you had him. Like, he looked awesome. He was ethnic in his appearance, but he wasn't like a Chinese caricature yeah. or stereotypical Chinese bad guy, which is very much what the Mandarin was. Yeah. Um, but I even like the little things where like he almost had a floating accent throughout. So he might sound like an uh, American in one of those videos, but he might have a little bit of a accent in another, but like, and then to lead into nothing. Yeah. So yeah, I, I get where that is actually a really good comparison. That is a really good comparison. Cause then they had to like, they, it was so poorly received that uh, didn't they do one of those like little shorts that hinted that the Mandarin was really out there. Yeah. That even though what's his face. Uh, Kilgrave is it? No, that's not his name. Uh, uh, fuck. Guy Pierce's. Guy Pierce's guy, he he calls himself. He actually says he's the Mandarin. Yeah. But then he gets killed, and and then then they do that sort of like little short to say, no, 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 he wasn't yeah. the Mandarin. And now like the, the Mandarin, Mandarin's really out there. Yeah. Now the Mandarin's in Ching Chi. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but and even that was kind of like uh, it was kind of cool. But I I I liked the idea of the Ten Rings being like a terrorist organization that they hinted at in the first Iron Man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I actually thought that was kind of cool. Oh, hold on. Let's see if we can do it. Let's just uh, hold on tight. Sit. We got some head. There he is. Good boy. Is that Kenneth? What's up, dude? (laughs) Oh, he wants to smell the actual tripod. All right, buddy. Well, you know that you're uh, YouTube famous for 162 people that see us occasionally. <laughs> yeah, you're such a big sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, it looks like I'm going to have to take him outside. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks again for sticking around for another CamCast. We really appreciate <laughs> it. We hope you enjoy this very topical topical camcast dealing with the recently finished season of wandavision Mm -hmm. uh we really appreciate 
everything you guys do for the support. As always, you can see us on Facebook. You can see us on Twitter. You can see us on Instagram. You can see us on YouTube, naturally. You can hear us on SoundCloud. You can hear us on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. And, uh, oh, if you want to check out some articles and stuff that we like to write every once in a while, check us out at geekpantsmedia.com. I don't think I'm missing anything. And even if I am, I don't care because I'm Chris Mercier. That's Kenneth Levitsky. And we are out. Good job, man. You actually I don't know what. That. Under, I don't under know what pressure, happened to me. Under pressure, you're just taking over. <laughs> it wasn't even pressure. I but I it's funny that you did the snap thing because I kind of feel like Will Farrell in uh uh old school where he does the debate and he's just <laughs> like uh well, you know, studies suggest, and then at the end he's just like I I don't know what just happened. <laughs> it was literally one of those moments where it was it was happening, and I'm like, you know what? Just go with it. Go and you don't overthink it. it. Don't overthink it. Just do yeah. it. So, <laughs> good job. Now the trick is you top me next time. <laughs> <laughs> good luck now, with that one. That did. <laughs>